Welcome to the Embracing Your Unlimited Possibilities podcast, the podcast that will rock your world. I am Carol A. Briney, and I am honored and humbled to be your host on this journey. It is my passion to help you to hear and follow your inner guidance so that you can live the life of your dreams. This podcast asks the question, do you remember who you were before everyone told you who you should be? I am here to remind you of your intimate connection to Source. You, my friend, are a divine being having a human experience here on Earth, not the other way around. And just in case you cannot see the divine in yourself, I will be here to hold that vision for you until you can see it too. Joyous greetings and welcome to the Embracing Your Unlimited Possibilities show. I am your host, Carol A. Briney, and I am thrilled to be here with you sharing new thoughts and ancient wisdom. It is so fun to be together and walking, walking down our path of never-ending joyous expansion. My guest today is from Suffolk, England. We have been social media friends for quite a while, and I have enjoyed reading her thoughts and partaking of her wisdom. This lovely lady has written several books, that focus on helping others to live their best possible life. She is a massage therapist, a Reiki practitioner, and an angel card reader. Please help me to welcome the multi-talented and extremely brilliant Jennifer Lynch to the show today. Hello, Carol. Thank you for having me on the show. It's absolutely fantastic to be here. I am thrilled to have you here. It's just so fun to be able to talk to someone from across the pond and share some great information. Yes, it's wonderful. And it's very hot today here in the UK. We're going through a bit of a heat wave. Oh, well, we are having a beautiful day here. We had the rainiest June. I live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and we had the rainiest June, I think, on record ever. Uh, But... We are having a beautiful day today, so I'm excited about that. Um, Jennifer, this phone call goes by so fast. This time just booms by. So with your permission, I am just going to jump right in and start asking you questions. Is that okay with you? Yes, that's absolutely fine. Just go ahead. Okay. Well, first, I'd like, I know that you've had some interesting and exceptional angel experiences. Can you share a little bit about your angel experiences with us? Well, I became aware of um, angels around me when I lived on my own with my two sons as a single parent. Um, I think when I was going through um, very difficult and tough times, they came in to help me, and I could actually feel and see their presences sometimes in the little cottage that I used to live in in Suffolk. And they've also come in with my healing work as well. Um, More and more, they they come in and help me when, you know, I'm doing my Reiki healing. Um, I've had them around me quite a long time now. And people have actually, um, you know, I first found out about this as somebody drew 
a picture of me at a mind body spirit event and said that I had Archangel Gabriel with me right next to me when I was giving people readings so you know they were actually um, you know put, putting Archangel Gabriel in the picture with me which was quite surprising because I knew that they were around me but I didn't sort of realize how constantly they were working with me and I feel over time it's become more and more but certainly they've left me um, signs they've left me feathers they've you know um, in the book we hear you angels there's an example in there of when I went to Cornwall and I literally ran out of money and I was um, wondering what on earth I was going to do I was going to have to travel back in the car and abandon the holiday after two days. And um, I think it's the third day, but I was—I suddenly saw this white angel feather at my feet. And I returned to the bank to find this huge amount of money had been paid into my bank that I didn't even know was going to happen. So it was very bizarre that, you know, the angels have always been there for me one way or another, trying to help me in various difficult situations giving me strength. Isn't that wonderful? It's such an empowering thought to know that we are so guided every step of our life if we allow it to happen. Yeah. We are just so guided. We are so guided. And I think it's interesting people um, say, do you have to believe in angels to actually see angels and for angels to work with you? And the answer is no, because your angels will be around you anyway, whether you believe it or not. But the more we connect with them, the better our life becomes. So I feel having the actual belief and the commitment to um, knowing that they are trusting and guiding you on your path actually opens you up to more, um, more good things coming your way. Exactly. Agree? Exactly. I agree 100%. Thank you for sharing that. Your book, Liberty Angel and Williams, oh, yes. William's Wishes, both cover topics such as adoption and being a single parent, abuse yeah. and equality. What message mm. would you like to share from these two books today? Mm. Well, Liberty Angel, um, although it's fiction, I think it it captures some of my thoughts and emotions um, when I was a single parent myself and about how it was it was an uphill struggle in a way, but um, the main character in the book, Gemma, discovers her own self-worth and her own spirituality throughout the story. So in a way, she becomes um, empowered through her experiences and I do believe this is the case with most people. It's, you know, unfortunately, it's through the, you know, the difficult situations that actually make us stronger and make us who we are, you know, and um, embrace motherhood and enjoy being parents. And the book, I, um, <clears throat> it was quite an emotional journey for me because I got halfway through it and I just thought, oh, you know, this character is actually making me depressed in a way. Part of her was making me depressed. But then it, it came to the point where the whole story 
swung around the other way when she became empowered and she became strong in herself and started to turn her life around and also um, get a different attitude towards men. So I think that she was beginning to take control of her life and it was at that point in the book where I just thought, I can't carry on in this direction anymore, even with this character, I'm going to have to turn around. (laughs) And uh, I then began to really enjoy writing it, but the the first part of the book was tough for me because it actually brought me back into some of those feelings. Even though I wasn't Gemma, I was still going into those things I had when, you know, times were particularly difficult for me and before I discovered how to meditate and things like that which have been a complete savior really well it sounds like the book paralleled your life your life you it sounds to me uh and correct me if I'm wrong but you went through a time in your life where you were a little depressed and you were not um connecting with your spiritual side And once you started to connect with your spiritual side and meditate and allow the divine to work in your life, your life got better, and so did Gemma's. Yes, that's right. But writing about it was difficult. I mean, um, mean, she does meet a guardian angel in the book as well. And when she does, you know, she suddenly realizes that she's grown as a person, but I'll leave that to the readers, you know, to, to have a look and read it. But she, she by, by, growing in her, um, by growing in herself and in her mind and the way she approaches things, her self-growth, her spiritual growth, she appears as if she has physically grown three inches as well. <laughs> uh, so it's quite interesting, really, because it's like... It's like our our spirituality makes us grow, but it also means that we can walk taller. And because we're walking taller, our energy systems are going to work better. You know, our chakras are going to spin and we're going to be able to bring more more energies into our being. Um, So the physical is very connected with the mental. Yes, indeed. And... The spiritual. <laughs> all three of them are so connected, huh? It's all connected, yeah. Right, right. Hey, Jennifer, we're going to take a quick break here, and we will be right back. Cheswick and Oakmont Floral and Gifts, two lovely and award-winning shops filled with fresh flowers and unique, delightful, and thoughtful gifts. From flowers and angels, to fruit and food baskets, to specialty throws and sympathy remembrances, and so much more. Stop into these two charming shops and be delighted by all of the choices you will have to show someone special that you care. Delivering seven days a week for your convenience. Simply call 724-274-8870 to speak to a friendly and helpful sales associate. Or visit their websites at www.cheswickfloralinc.com or oakmontfloral.com. Have you ever felt stuck? 
Have you ever felt like good things happen to everyone but you? Have you ever wanted things in your life to change? If you answered yes to any of these questions, check out Carol A. Briney's book, Embracing Your Unlimited Possibilities, A Handbook for Life. For an autographed copy, go to carolabriney.com and simply click on the book. This powerful book is also available at your favorite online bookstore. Remember this, your life and your business will only grow to the extent that you are willing to learn and grow personally. So get your copy of this awesome book now because you are here to shine and you'll never know how many lives you will impact by allowing your life to shine. are back. I am your host, Carol A. Briney, and I am speaking with the brilliant and multi-talented Jennifer Lynch. Jennifer, you often talk about the fact that we can create the life that we choose to live. Can you explain a little more about that? Yes, yeah, so it's something that I've, um, I would say I've grown up with. At one point, I felt very much it was fate and destiny and now I'm feeling so much more that we create from our point of groundedness, our point of willing to be here, our point of what we say and our thoughts create our future. Um, So quite interestingly that my mother was um, religious and my dad was, my father was uh, very agnostic, non-religious, but he believed, wasn't completely agnostic, because he believed in um, God through nature. So he believed that, you know, God existed in the trees and the plants, and there was something greater out there, but not in the same way as my mother. And my father always said, you know, you make your life, it's up to you. And as I've become older, despite the fact that I do obviously... Um, give angel card readings, and I do give life guidance to people. I do really feel that being empowered is up to the individual. So I feel it's important that if we're doing this sort of work, that we're encouraging people to make their own decisions, to give them the confidence to connect to their original um, blueprint or a map of who they chose to be when they came here um, and I do believe that was decided beforehand I'm very um, I'm a firm believer in reincarnation so I also think that we we gain direction as we make our decisions so you know sometimes if we get it wrong and we do get it wrong um, it doesn't mean that we can't choose the right thing for us in the very next moment, you know, and all is right and wrong, sometimes it's just part of our experience, but every thought, our thoughts are so powerful that the more positive we are, the more our path flowers and opens up for us, so a lot of it is up to us, and how we react to it is one of the most important things, if something hasn't gone the way we want it to, just turn around the corner and you'll see a completely different um, set of circumstances. Isn't that, that the truth? Sense. Yeah. 
because not everybody is um, aligned with everybody else either. So you might meet somebody on your path, and this has happened to me, who just doesn't understand or uh, know where you are going or, or understand you. It doesn't mean that there is anything the matter with you or your work or what you do. It just means that that person, you know, isn't on your, maybe not on your vibration. And I do believe that people who are on the same vibration do resonate together and understand each other um, a lot more easily. So why worry about people that don't, you know, speak the same language as you? You can't, we haven't got time to do that really, have we? No, we don't. And and as I say often on this show, what other people think of you is really none of your business. Mm, I love that. I think that's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> you know, you need to, statement. we all need to do what makes our own individual souls sing. And if we mm. do what makes our soul sing, we automatically make the world a better place. Mm, yes because I think that you know the happiness that we are creating around in our own energy field is often example enough because then that will um, resonate out there to the universe and other people will feel that happiness and feel that vibration rather than trying to split yourself in six different directions I also believe that people do try and do too much nowadays because there's a lot of pressure now um, to conform to this, that, and the other educationally. Um, so I feel that sometimes people tend to get lost in this um, you know, maze of, of what goes on, and the only way they can really find out who they are is to go inside and to come back to who they are. Um, and I do think writing it down is really important because I think writing in a notebook and or a journal, um, getting your ideas down on paper is one of the most powerful things you can do. Do you agree, I agree with, that, with you, Carol? Yes, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, um, a journal is it's eye opening, and what I find is if you go back and you read your journal. It's so exciting to see how far you have come within mm. a year or within two years of writing that journal. Mm. Mm. Also, going back to um, William's Wishes, I think you mentioned earlier the book I wrote um, that was based around adoption. The reason I wrote that book was really to deal with feelings of rejection because I actually feel that adults tend to hang on to um, feelings of rejection for a lot of their life. But when I, as I got older, because I was adopted, um, I started to feel that I was an individual soul. So my circumstances, um, and my, my lovely parents loved me very much and I was really lucky. But you're even feeling rejected becomes different because you are your own unique soul living a um, a beautiful life. And, you know, rejection tends to sort of fall away as you become more comfortable in your own skin. So um, I wanted to 
write the book with the way of explaining the different the the mother's perspective, the daughter's perspective, the boyfriend's perspective. Um, and it actually goes three generations so that it wasn't biased because quite often people used to say to me, you know, when I was a child, aren't you angry towards your mother, your natural mother? And I used to think, of course I'm not angry towards my natural mother. Why would you be angry? Why would you be angry that you were adopted? Under the circumstances, she felt that it was the right thing to do. So people sometimes hold anger and, you know, it's very, very sad because um, it's not really necessary to hold anger. Um, We have to learn um, to become into ourselves and to grow within ourselves so these things aren't so important. Does that make sense, Carol? It sure does make sense. And, you know, I was told one time, I am not adopted, but I was told one time I was speaking to someone else who was adopted, and they gave me such wisdom, just like you have now. But what they said was, you know, you being angry against the mother who gave you up, sometimes that mother who gave you up, that was the most selfless thing she has ever mm-hmm. done in her life. Because she may have wanted to keep you, but she realized she could not give you the life you deserved. Absolutely. How difficult must that have been? Yeah. How hard must that have been? Yeah. Right. You know, because I even think a woman who has a drug-addled brain who gives up a baby mourns that child. Yeah, absolutely. But she does the thing that she believes is best for the child. You know, she does not give that child away easily. Mm. Absolutely. And, you know, if you thought that you couldn't provide somebody with the life that you thought that child deserved, then even nowadays, then, you know, it's not wrong. Um, But I've, I've, I've spoken about this online and I've met a lot of opposition about it. So I think that sometimes um, people have very different views about it all. And that's okay as well. That's all okay for people to experience different emotions. But it is quite a thought-provoking thing. And, you know, people used to say to me, how do you feel being adopted? Um, Quite frequently, you know, and I used to feel, oh, not this again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Here we go again. No, and and it was it was it was quite it was sometimes quite difficult. You know, you didn't want to explain how you felt about it. You just sort of forgotten about it because I was very happy and I forgot I was adopted most of the time because I just I had two nice sisters and um, so anyway, the book, the book Williams wishes. Um, some of my my thoughts and emotions when I, I was a child and how I felt about it are in the book. There is a seven-year-old's birthday party, which was very real, because in a way that was my birthday party, where I was worried that um, some of the girls I'd told at school I was adopted might actually tell my parents I'd told them 
at the birthday party and it ruined the whole birthday party for me because I sort of felt like I'd opened my mouth when I shouldn't and I felt guilty about it. So that was quite significant. But it's all very different nowadays because everything is much more open. But Great. Great. Oh, isn't it something, the shame we have been taught throughout our life? I know, feeling guilty for being yourself. <laughs> right, right. Uh, we could go on and on. That could be a whole nother radio show, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, Dave. Oh, hey, Jennifer, you, yeah, you talk quite often about people get stuck, you know, at one point or another in life. And uh, sometimes we get stuck more than once. And, you know, we kind of shoot our own selves in the foot because our little kind of monkey mind chatter, that chatter that goes on that says maybe we're not good enough or we can't do this. What advice do you have for our listeners today to get past that uh, monkey mind chatter and to move on into the life of their dreams? Mm, That's really interesting because, um, I did used to suffer from monkey mind chatter a lot, and I actually was told by somebody once, you just have to tell that voice to be quiet. And I actually had to sort of put put it into a separate box and literally say, right, okay, I know what you are, you know, I've identified you, I've seen you now. Um, so when you call it the monkey mind, You could actually even see that as a little monkey who keeps talking to you. And then you turn around and say to that monkey, right, okay, enough is enough now, you know. Um, I know you're there. I know that you exist. But I'm not going to engage with you. I'm not going to give you the opportunity to um, take over my complete thoughts and my head. And... It was quite interesting because once I'd sort of told that part of me that, you know, enough was enough, shut up, um, it, it did quieten, but I still feel the biggest way and the easiest way for you to um, reconnect to who you are is through being in the now moment and just breathing, breathing slowly slowing down your breath, staying grounded, visualizing roots coming down into the ground and just slowly connecting to who you are by expanding your consciousness because the mind is really the thing that beats you up and criticizes you. It's a mad monkey but sometimes it's an unkind monkey as well. And we have to be learn to be kind to ourselves and to love ourselves. And so we need to just slow down and say, you know, okay, you know, monkey, I'm going to put you on one side for now and I'm going to connect to who I really am. Great advice, wonderful wisdom. And for all of you listening, you know, you're human. The monkey mind will come back. People say to me all the time, oh, Carol, you're so successful. I can't believe anything ever stops you. 
Well, let mm. me tell you this. Every once in a while, as good as I am at putting that aside, every once in a while mm. it comes back. Every once in a while I get self-doubt. Every once in a while I wonder, am I on the right path? Am I doing the right thing? Um, Jennifer is exactly right here. When that happens, you need to set it aside. You know, allow allow it to come. Don't beat yourself up over it. It will happen. You know, it's called fear. And yeah. your ego is trying to keep you safe. Safe from what? I'm not sure. But your ego is trying to keep you safe and in your comfort zone when that happens. So our job is to recognize it for what it is, and as Jennifer said, place it aside. And don't beat yourself up in the process. Actually, you should do the happy dance, as I like to call it, that you actually realized and noticed what was going on and were able to kick that fear to the curb. Yeah. The recognition of it is, is is one of the big things, isn't it? I think you're halfway there when you recognize something um, because you've got then got some form of control. Exactly, and the faster you recognize it, the better. And that's when you know you're on the right track, that you notice mm-hmm. it right away and you can nip it in the bud. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wasn't so always like that. Full moon because there was a full moon last night, so my mad monkey came out a bit. Because you know he tends to come out on full moons. Because I don't know, being a Cancerian, I'm very effective when when the moon is is like that. So I know that's coming, and I know that certain days when you know or oh, nights when I'm not going to be able to sleep as well. Um, and so I just put the radio on for a little while and or read a book and I've got ways of dealing with it. And it's the same really, isn't it? You can be consumed or you can find ways of um of dealing with it. Exactly. Exactly. So I have one last question here because our time is just going by so quickly. You wrote a book on meditation. Why do you right. feel meditation is so important? Yes, well, Shades of Catalonia, the the one, um, the Greece one, the one set in Greece. I think that's the one you mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so why do you feel meditation is so important? Okay, I feel it's so important because I think you start to lose your perspective and your your sense of self and who you are as a soul. Um, I feel that everything you need in your life is on the inner, is in your inner world and not in your outer. And I feel that that's part of the illusion. I know we have the physical, but I believe that the physical manifests from our thoughts. So in a way, the meditation and the calmness inside is creating your world. Um, So the more you connect to your inner, the better and happier your world is going to be. And the more you can create the life you want and the life of your dreams. 
Um, I wrote this book in Kefalonia in Greece last year, Shades of Kefalonia, and it's only a tiny little book, but I went with the plan of writing about each colour, one colour a day, and things that were there in nature just appeared, you know, three swallows flying towards me. Um, I wrote about a beautiful yacht bobbing on the water. Things that just appeared, and I just felt as if I was very blessed to write this book because I was in the most amazing place, um, the most amazing beach um, called Poros in this tiny little fishing village in Kefalonia, staying with a friend who lives there. So I was very blessed, and it just seemed to have a way of evolving on its own. But I think that meditating... If we can, just spending 10 minutes a day, we don't have to spend a long time, but 10 minutes a day, and find one that you like, you know, look on YouTube and find one that you think, ah, oh, right, this is a little short YouTube, maybe I'll just watch this once a day. It doesn't have to be anything complicated, but just find something that resonates with you and use it as a spiritual practice, or read a little book, and um, yes, I think it is very, very important. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, Jennifer, how can people contact you if if perhaps can can you do angel readings over Skype? You know, can you do angel readings all around the world or do they yes, have to be in front of you? Readings. Yes, yes, I can do angel readings on Skype. I'll give you my website address though to for my um, website which is www angelwisdom.co.uk Skype I am angel bright to angel bright being all one word and if anybody would like to email me I am jennifer lynch 7 at gmail.com and I have say um pages on facebook as well and that's um, Lynch, L Y. <laughs> yes, it's Lynch, L Y N C H. L Y N C H, the Irish way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, good. So, way. listeners, you feel free to contact Jennifer with questions you might have or anything you believe she might be able to help you with. She does lovely a lovely job with angel card readings, and uh, that might be a way that you want to go in your life. Okay. The last thing... Thank you, Oh, you are welcome. You are welcome. (laughs) Do you have anything very quickly that you would like to add before we get into appreciation? Mm, I would just like to say, really, um, that there's no hurry, there's no rush. You know, sometimes it's just a matter of being in the right place at the right time and that if you believe in your heart that something is going to happen um, don't give up on that because I feel never give up on hope because I feel that hope is a very strong uh, emotion but I believe also that hope and knowing are very closely connected and you know the universe is an abundant abundant place and it makes me sad, especially when I hear young people talking about the lack of this and the lack of that, because 
they've been, you know, indoctrinated with the lack, and that's then their vibration and what they're putting out there. So, you know, if you don't want to be in lack and you want to be happy and abundant in your life, then start feeling, you know, that you do love and care about yourself and learn that good things can come your way and don't give up that hope. Wonderful advice. Thank you for sharing that. So at the end of every program, I talk just a little bit on appreciation and gratitude because, as we all know, appreciation and gratitude are game changers. So today, I am thankful for social media. Who would have thought I'd say that? But I am thankful for social media because it allowed me to meet you, Jennifer. And you are such a kind... You're welcome. You are such a kind and lovely soul. And it is so wonderful to meet new friends, and it is so lovely to stay in touch with old friends through social media. So that's what I'm appreciative of today. Do you have anything you would like to add? I think it's great. I think social media is great. I feel that um, it's expanding and it's changing, but it enables people all over the world to connect with each other. Um, especially people that believe the same people, like I said earlier, who are on the same vibration. And in a way, it's like the joining of brothers and sisters together. And I love it, actually. I love it. Um, I said that twice. But I think, I think, you know, it's a good thing. And I think the older that you are, I've, I've come across some people who have said it's completely changed my life. Being on Facebook has completely changed my life because I've now got a whole bunch of friends and connections that I didn't have before and I felt lonely, but I don't feel lonely anymore. And I think that's absolutely great. I think it's fantastic. And as we all get to know each other in different countries, you know, sometimes we have a habit of believing we're all so different, but we're not different at all. We are all so much more alike then we are different. We all have the same fears. We all have the same loves. We all have you know, so much of the same going on. And so as we become friends and get to know each other and see each other's sadnesses and joys, it helps us to make this world a kinder and gentler place. Yes, it does. Yes, it's brilliant. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Jennifer. I truly appreciate your wisdom and your willingness to share with us. Um, Thank you again. Okay. Thank you, Carol. Thank you for letting me come on the show. It's been absolutely brilliant. Great. We were thrilled to have you. And so, until next time... It's time to say so long for another day. Remember, you, my friend, are an awesome, wonderful, delightful, caring, fabulous, beautiful, giving, super fine, divine being here on this planet to enjoy your ever-expanding possibilities. Follow your bliss. Allow your light to shine. And by doing so, you are automatically giving your best to the world. So until next time, when we will be discussing your unlimited possibilities. Namaste.